Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk with you about how we can look at communicating with our child who is nonverbal. And I also want to share a little bit of a perspective shift that has really helped me when it comes to having a child who is nonverbal. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. I want to let you know that I am actually starting, uh, having a little bit of a schedule change, I guess. I'm taking on some more responsibilities. So for the foreseeable future, I have not decided how long yet. I actually will only be releasing one episode a week. This will be released on Tuesdays. I just will no longer have that Thursday episode right now. I'm in the middle of gardening season and I've got some other classes I'm about to start up. And so this is just what works best for my schedule. But I just wanted to let you guys know so you weren't looking for that Thursday episode and then not finding it. I will eventually pick back up those two episodes a week, but this is just what we're going to do for right now. So I want to start this off with absolutely validating your feeling that you may be having. And I know I've had this in the past for myself with my own children. I have children who kind of run a spectrum of their ability to communicate I don't have any of them that are completely nonverbal now, but I have in the past and I've had more than one child at a time be nonverbal. So I really have had a little bit of the experience of child not being able to communicate at all in the way of actually speaking and then moving to a child being able to communicate pretty clearly and then also really starting to develop into the skills of understanding emotions and feelings and being able to tell me what's going on. And so that has been an exciting journey. But also along the way, I have learned a lot and had moments of frustration of feeling like maybe I was failing my child of trying to pursue different things to help my child to be able to communicate. And so before I go really into this topic, I want to say first, that I understand and I absolutely encourage you to continue looking for ways to help your child to be able to communicate through speech. I am not in any way, shape, or form demeaning the ability to talk. It's absolutely something that's highly valued and that has really helped my children and has helped me to be able to understand them better, to really feel like growing in that closeness of understanding who they are as an individual. And it's a blessing that is to be treasured. But what I want to share with you today is really going to help you if you're in that in-between where a child cannot talk at all or they just can't communicate very much. And I just want to offer you a little bit of a perspective shift, how you can communicate with your child even if they can't use words. And I also want to say, absolutely, continue to do speech therapy. Continue to try different things so that you can help your child to be able to have their own voice. That's something I believe strongly in. But I also think that learning to work with where we're at and to have that acceptance and to really learn to make the best of where we're at is a very important skill to have as well. 
What I want to say, though, is that it's interesting to me because often we think, okay, if my child could just tell me what's wrong or talk to me, if they could just tell me this, tell me that, then everything would be better or this would be so much better or whatever it is. And we kind of start to equate speech with happiness or with success in our mind. And what I've had to realize is that actually talking does not equal happiness. Just because I'm able to talk as an individual does not mean I'm happy. Just because I'm able to communicate as an individual my feelings and what I need does not mean that I'm successful. It just is what it is, but a person could still be happy, could still be able to be successful, even if they're unable to talk. And maybe the word for you that you have in your mind of if when my child can communicate with me, can talk with me specifically, because children do communicate regardless of if they do or don't talk. And we'll get into that later. But there may be a different word that you have there. It's not the happiness or success, but there's a different word. Fill in the blank with whatever that word is for you and then actually sit and examine, is that actually true in life? Does it require speaking in order for that thing to be true in life? Or is there another way, even if it doesn't involve speaking, for that happiness or that success to still be possible in your life and in your child's life. And that's what I really want to just encourage you to remember is that just because our children may not be able to talk does not mean that they don't communicate. There are so many other ways that a child can communicate with us that does not require speech. What I have found to be so helpful for me with my children, especially in those phases and those stages where they were not able to talk at all, or even as we have children who can't completely communicate everything that they need and everything that's going on is to really kind of start to investigate my children to become very aware of what is going on with them what happens so what is going on every time this child gets upset about this what are the circumstances surrounding this situation is it because everything's really loud in the background is there a shirt that they're wearing that really bothers them what is going on really start to try to get in touch with what's going on at that time and start to notice patterns with your children. And I think that that can really free you up to realize that you can actually understand what's going on with your kid. And it's so funny to me because my husband is a wonderful dad, but he is not home with our kids all the time. And I am. So it's been interesting to see that dynamic of me really learning to investigate and to to learn their patterns, to learn what kind of sets them off, to learn what they don't like, what they do like, how do they communicate this feeling or that feeling and all of these different things. And because I am with my children all of the time, it's a lot easier for me to pick up on that and to be kind of more intuitive about what they do and don't need. And so I will frequently communicate to my husband oh, well, they're upset about this or they don't like that. And so that's why they're doing this. And so I just want to encourage you and empower you to say, you can do that for your children as well. And you probably already do and you don't even realize it. And so this is even just a reminder to say, just because your child can't speak doesn't mean that they don't communicate and doesn't mean that you don't understand them because you absolutely do. You understand what they're saying. You understand what they need. You They are making clear to you what it is that they need or what is going on or something that's bothering them or if they're happy and they're laughing. All of these different things, they are making clear to you and you are understanding. And there is value in that. It is not any less valuable than a person using some kind of language to speak. I also think, and this is something I've done in the past, and I cannot emphasize enough 
to work with the people who are helping you with your children. So if they are seeing therapists, develop a great relationship with them, communicate with them, become friends with them, try to really nurture that relationship and that teamwork with them. And so with that, I highly recommend talking with your therapist or whoever it is that your child is seeing and coming up with different ways, asking their opinion, brainstorming ideas. Hey, how can we, are there any resources or tools that you know of that we can use to help my child to be able to feel like they are really empowered to communicate, even if they're not using speech? What is it that we can do? And that's the great thing is when you're using these outside resources, they often know a lot more about this stuff. They have different tools that we are just not aware of because we aren't speech therapists or whatever the thing may be, occupational therapists. And so they can often help us to come up with systems that can support our children in being able to communicate and really giving our children a voice, even if they're not able to speak. And I absolutely understand the frustration of your your child not being able to talk. And, you know, a child is sick and you can't figure out what's going on. They're crying and you don't know what's hurting. You don't know if something's bothering them. I mean, I've had times where I'm like, oh, my goodness, what if my child's appendix is hurting them and they can't tell me and I don't know and I don't realize it. I mean, we have as moms, we just have these moments of fear really is what it is because our child can't tell us specifically what's wrong. And because I've had children who couldn't and now they can, I absolutely understand the value in a child being able to say, it's my ear, it hurts, because then I can help them very specifically with that. So I understand that frustration and I understand how important that skill is. But I also want to challenge you just to look for ways that you can still value nonverbal communication. And I want to encourage you, I will have the link to our free Facebook group down in the show notes below, come over there and share in our group. What is it for you? What is the one thing that you are choosing to really sit down and think through? Okay, how can I value nonverbal communication with my child? What is the way that my child communicates with me nonverbally that really, really does work that I really find a lot of value in? Come over to the community and share that with us. And then I also want to encourage you as well, just because your child can't talk, And I know many of you and most of you probably know this, but just because your child can't talk doesn't mean that they don't understand you. Just because they can't voice what they're thinking, they probably do understand what you're saying. They just can't get out what it is that they are wanting to communicate back to you. So I always assume competence. I talk to my children as if they know exactly what I'm saying. I talk to them as if I'm having a conversation with a different child who can talk back to me and who can communicate verbally very clearly. Just assume that their competence. Also, they're getting that exposure to your language. You are treating them with respect and dignity because you are talking to them just like you would talk to any other child. And that's the thing is we want to make sure that we are assuming competence. We are letting them know that we believe in them and we believe in their ability to communicate. And I want to take just a few minutes to give some ideas because I think sometimes when we are in the middle of it, It can be hard to spot the ways that our children are communicating with us because honestly, the society we live in, it does place a high value on verbal speech. And that's understandable. It's obviously a great resource and tool for us to be able to communicate with each other. That's how I'm communicating with you right now. So it's very valuable. But sometimes when we're in the middle of that and we're really focusing on if I could just get my child to start talking, 
then X, Y, and Z will will be better, we can kind of lose sight of the ways that they already are communicating with us in a nonverbal manner. So I want to give you some different ideas and just different things I've seen either with myself or with other children in ways that this can be possible. And one of those would be sign language. If you're working with your child or your therapist are working with your child on learning sign language, they can communicate that way. Also using flashcards or picture cards. Um, we actually used to have this with a couple of my kids where we would, t- I took photos of different objects in our house and we had, um, I just printed the pictures off. We had a binder that had different Velcro tabs on it and I put vel- a Velcro tab on the back of the photo. We stuck them in there in the binder and then my kids could flip through the binder and they could pull out the picture of the thing that they were needing. We did it for a lot of things like food, drinks, toys, those types of things that they used on a very consistent basis. And that gave them the power to be able to communicate even whenever they didn't have the words to say what they needed. And so that can also be a great resource as well. And then also different things like their behavior. So crying, getting upset, laughing, smiling, all the different things that they do, getting agitated, pulling out a shirt because it's bothering them. Just all of the different things that your child may do as far as a behavior to communicate something to you. Another thing would be pulling, grabbing your hand and pulling you somewhere or trying to put your hand on something. Maybe their head is hurting and they grab your hand and they put your hand on their head to explain my head is bothering me. They can't say it, but they're letting you know by grabbing your hand and putting it up there. Those are That's another way, um, like I said earlier, smiling, laughing, just playing together. Maybe they're grabbing your hand and taking you to blocks because they want you to play with them. There are just so many different ways. And I would also love to hear from you over in the Facebook group. What are the ways that your child communicates nonverbally? And how has that been helpful for you and in your your ability to build a relationship with them and just to understand them and to really build that foundation of communication, even if they are nonverbal? I hope this has been helpful to you. I would love to hear from you guys. I hope that this encourages you just to keep at it and to remember to look for the small wins and don't lose heart. I have been there where you just wish your child could talk. And I can say it has taken my children longer and every child, every one of my children, they're all different, but it is such a beautiful feeling whenever your child can finally communicate with you. But that doesn't mean that we have to sit in the middle and just feel defeated and feel like there's nothing we can do. There's absolutely something we can do. And we, there's something to always be grateful for. That is all for this episode. And I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.